Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Martin Luther King Day edition of the show. It is Monday, January the 18th. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And much to discuss because we had some big-time news hit a little earlier today, and it falls right into our wheelhouse. We have talked about it multiple times over the last couple of weeks. And Tennessee decided they are going to go ahead and fire Jeremy Pruitt today. A.D. Phil Fulmer has stepped down. And the Tennessee program is a dumpster fire once again. We already knew that, but my God, it's been like that for 15 years. Uh, nothing much has changed. Oh, what a mess. Uh, before we get started, of course, we're doing our NFL divisional recap today. We're doing. Um, we're going to talk about some UFC stuff that happened over the weekend, uh, it, at least big news. We're not talking about any individual fights or anything like that. But let's go ahead and uh, and give you the rundown. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. You can always find... The podcast at any of your favorite podcast locations, make sure that you go ahead and do that. We will have some changes to announce uh, at some point later this week as far as the schedule goes and where you can find the show, etc. But uh, but definitely leave us a five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. That would help. The live show, of course, if you are watching right this second, you can jump into the chat at any of the platforms that we are on, that we go live on. That would be Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Steven Statler said you can't fire Pruitt for recruiting violations and then hire freeze. Uh, well, uh, you say that, but, but I mean, but, who knows? Bullshit, you can't. I mean, who knows? Don't tell me right? what I can't do. That's a, hey, there, there is no, there is no show calls for, uh, for Hugh Freeze right now. You know, that's you right. Say, like Hugh Freeze is going out and recruiting. Like anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but, uh, McKinnon jumps in happy MLK day boys. Uh, happy MLK day to you as well. Hopefully the people that did get to take off work today, uh, have enjoyed it. And, and whatnot. I have been working. I've been out of town all weekend. So I've been rocking and rolling. We've been fairly busy getting things done around the house and whatnot. And uh, I, I've been prepping for uh, for another show. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But um, Chris, tell me about your day right quick. What, it, like, it, it, this no, is not no, a holiday. It was not a holiday for me. No. When, <laughs> when people are off work, I usually go to work uh, because that's when they're home and that's when they want you to come over and talk about getting their house fixed up. And that's what I do for a living. And so that's where I have to go. You have got that right. But you did enjoy football over the weekend, right? I enjoyed a lot of I moved very, very little. I'm pretty sure that my iPhone uh, thinks that I died. <laughs> They're like, why have you people, not changed locations? People who, who are dying have taken more steps than I took over the weekend. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. But I can understand it because it was a full slate of NFL football. We will get to that eventually. Um sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, by the way. That is our college football gambling content. 
and now our college football content. Uh, we, we still will talk college football on this show, but we are going to be doing one show a week from here on, uh, the big college football show over at Sportsbook Review. Every single week, uh, it's either Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday that uh, that, that will be going on. But, uh, but yeah, go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube page. You can find it uh, by searching on YouTube. Just search SBR Picks, and very easy to find. Make sure you subscribe there, leave some comments, all that good stuff. But we will be continuing along with Sportsbook Review. We are glad to be doing it. Um, subscribe, go to the website, all that good stuff. You can find everything you need to know over there. You can also find it, of course, over at winningcureseverything.com because all of the shows that we do will be posted right there, right on the website, easy to find. You can also follow us on Twitter. You see all that stuff on the screen, or you can find it over at the website. All right, Chris, let's dive in. The uh, The first thing on the board, of course, Jeremy Pruitt, uh, gone, and I, I don't know that this is exactly a shock, at this point, because I mean, my God, they've been investigating him since you know November. Uh, it, it's it's a little surprising, but this is the can of worms that Kansas opened up when Jeff Long decided he wanted to try and fire David Beatty for cause, so that he didn't have to pay a three million dollar buyout. Well, this buyout was a little bit more uh, significant, right? We were talking it was twelve, a little over twelve, and then of course you had some assistant coaches that uh, it, it probably tossed it up to about fifteen or so. Now hang on now. If the assistant coaches didn't break any rules, but the head coaches break rules, once the head coach is gone, all their contracts become null and void? Uh, no. Some of the uh, – let me see if I can find it. Um, some of the coaches were in violation like because okay. they did a deep dive on this. Um, da, 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 da. So on my profile, I actually shared it out um, from from what Pete Thamble uh, shared so, uh, assistant football coaches Brian Niedermeyer and Shelton Felton, so that's the inside linebackers coach and recruiting coordinator and the outside linebackers coach, four members of the on-campus football recruiting staff, the director and assistant director of football player personnel, and a football analyst and quality control coach. Uh, the quote was, what is so disturbing as demonstrated by the scope of these actions is the number of violations and the people involved in their efforts to conceal their activities from our compliance staff and from the athletic department's leaders, Plowman noted. Despite a strong compliance culture in our athletic department, we must look for ways to further strengthen our processes. We deeply regret the impact this may have on our many student-athletes, particularly the vast majority of our football players who have had no involvement in this matter at all. And that's uh, that's a little funny to, to say that those football players have had no involvement because some of those football players, um, you know, they, they were involved. Like, they were, like, their families were being paid and whatnot, so you can't say that they didn't. Uh, it's just, it's strange. Uh, so it's Chancellor Plowman and uh, Athletic Director Phil Fulmer who issued the termination letters. And then, of course, Tennessee uh, gets Fulmer up there and he resigns today. He is stepping down as AD. Now, they're not saying that it was a forced step down, but it sure seems like it. the timing is uh, is right there. So, Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, up, fellas? Casey K said, uh, Tennessee would have been pretty good if it had a good quarterback. That O-line was nice. Uh, yes. No, absolutely. Tennessee was was not a oh, bad they could, football They could team, run but... the football, and, and they could protect the yes. pass run, uh, the passer. They had some weapons there. You're right. They were a quarterback away. Not from being a playoff team. Not from competing against Georgia and Florida, really. But, but supplanting themselves as the third best team on that side of the field and, and winning a lot more games than they won. Uh, Casey, uh, sorry, Stephen said Tennessee mentioned integrity repeatedly in the press conference. He also said they don't even have an athletic director now. What a mess. 
Uh, that's the the crazy part about it. Fulmer saying that he was stepping down so that the next AD can make the hire. So are you are you trying to tell me that you're going to hire an AD like in the next week? So I, what I'm curious about is the timeline now, right? Our, Kevin Steele, the guy that they just hired in as a defensive assistant, he wasn't even the coordinator. Um, it, I mean, we're it's it's January 18th. You know, we're kind of late in the hiring process now. I, uh, I mean, okay. It, we don't play football again until August. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but it is, it's it's a little later than, than you would like. So, are they going you to mean, go you after... You mean because all the good coaches are taken? No, not necessarily. I, I okay. can think of several um, okay. that are still out there. So, I, I do wonder, though, because if they're waiting to hire an AD before they hire a football coach... Are they going to do their due diligence to go sure. and get an AD and then what go hire? You, you, hang on now. How long do you think it takes to do this? Well, I mean, a couple how, of weeks. I mean, to hire a, a good they AD. can have an AD by the end of by the end of January, pretty easily. Do your due diligence. Do your search. Come up with names. That's not hard, Gary. That's not a hard thing to do. It shouldn't be. They can have a, but, listen. They can have one. By the end of this week, if they pick up the phone, they call me. You know your boy loves the Knoxville area, right? I've spoken (laughs) how much I love. I have no ties to Tennessee whatsoever. I'm the only Tennessee defender here ever because I love Knoxville. I love the Smoky Mountains. I would do anything in the world to live there. Take take the the least amount of money you've paid in 80 the last 10 years. Whatever that number is, cut it in half, call me, I'll come do it. There you go. And then I'll have as a coach in two weeks. Guaranteed coach in two weeks. Would you hire Freeze? I would damn sure hire Freeze. And I, I would think, tell everybody who's upset about integrity to stop watching college football because that's how the sausage is made. Yes. And if you want to compete, you want to be Army, you want to be Navy, go be Army and Navy, all right? But we can't be here. Even Vanderbilt bends these rules, all right? That's true. Now, that they true. dug to find Pruitt dirt, which they knew what Pruitt's dirt was. The, yeah, the that's, hey, that's an interesting part about this. Let, let's dive into that for two seconds here. I, I've had multiple people texting me because, of course, the the underlying theme here, or not underlying, how about this, the uh, the thought process for a lot of people is, ah, Pruitt's going to go be Saban's defensive coordinator again. Well, that all depends on what ends up happening. This was not an NCAA thing. It It, it is yeah. as far as the NCAA rules are concerned, but... The NCAA is not the ones doing the investigating here. No, he can go take a job tomorrow. He's got no no yeah. violations. So so who knows, you know, if the NCAA decides if if they, you know, heard, oh, wait, up oh, violations? Hmm. You know, if they decide they want to go set up shop in Knoxville and they just That's take what Tennessee fine. gives That's them. That's fine. Listen, I'm going to work under the premise that the NCAA is completely inept. Okay? So Tennessee fans and Tennessee board, you understand, I am not afraid of the NCAA. I understand they're all fools. There's no doubt I will outfox them. Yeah. Okay? I I can promise you this. I'm not a smart man. I am a hell of a lot smarter than all that. Well, I don't know. They have somehow conned their way into making large sums of money, seven-figure jobs, and don't do dick, man. So maybe they are smarter than me, but I'm damn sure not afraid of them. They don't scare me. Uh, Steven jumps in. Coaches are already welcoming in parts of their 2021 classes. Uh, that is true. Like uh, your early enrollees yeah, but you are already can there. get a kid to flip pretty easily. Like you, true. you're welcoming in your 2021 class. Like all the juniors in high school right now, th- those guys hadn't signed anything that they can't get out of. Yeah, the the juniors for sure have not signed anything because they they can't until next December. But 
Yeah. Um, one of the recruits you got, I would I would gladly let anybody who who came in under Pruitt because you're going to have a couple of years that just are going to struggle. I'd yeah. let the new coach come in. I'd say give my new coach one month, one month of being committed to him. If you don't like him, you're out of your letter of intent. You can get the hell out. There you go. Uh, Matt Miller said, hey, all these Saban disciples need to be cleaner in there, cheating like their boss. Maybe Tom Herman can go to the little UT. Uh, yep. Brown, Brown Yeti said, Gus should be the hire for head coach. I'll uh, tell you this. Gus and Herman would be on the list. There's four names, I guarantee you, by the end of February, I'd have one of those four men sitting in that room. By hiring Kevin Steele, there is no chance that Gus will take the Tennessee job. Well, I can fix that real quick. I, yeah, get rid of Kevin I, Steele. When I call Gus, when I call Gus, I, I show him the Kevin Steele size hole in my window where I threw him out of. <laughs> Steven said, God is protecting Freeze at Liberty by making Tennessee coach be fired for recruiting violations. Probably. Uh, Matt Miller said, Pruitt or Golding will be D.C. at Texas. Uh, that's true, and and probably the whichever one is not will likely end up at Alabama. Uh, Brown Yeti, Chris yep. here uh, put out his application for Tennessee AD. That's what I'm talking about. Um, let's see. Thank me for my yeah, I don't know where you actually officially fill that out or send that in. I don't know. Are they like on LinkedIn? Uh, Indeed.com, I, I think. Somewhere around yeah. there. Uh, thank gonna... me for my service wants to know where you get a WCE shirt. Winningcureseverything.com. Oh. Just, just click on the yeah, store. We used to have one of these. Oh, yeah, sure. They're still on the website, aren't yep. they? Still on the website. Yep. There you go. Uh, Casey said, where do you think Terry Wilson will end up? Not that it matters. Uh uh, who knows? Who knows? It, it more than likely at a uh, at a smaller school, I would imagine. So I could build a staff tomorrow if I can get a if I can get one of my offensive coaches to let me also pick the DC. <clears throat> I think we'd be pretty good. And you know who I'd call to be the DC? You know who I'd call? You're not gonna see this coming. I'd call my boy Doc. I you know I could hey, see man. that. Okay, okay. Hey man, hey man, you want to come be a DC at a big boy school? Come on, come on, Smoke Doc. Smoke is Holiday. beautiful. I know you. I, listen, you're used to the mountains. You're from West Virginia. Hey, come on. These, come on, these mountains are a lot prettier. Uh, Steven said, by the way, guys, I got knocked out in round uh, in in round of sixteen in Liberty fan contest, but you guys are the best. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven, uh, we we both yeah. voted for him uh, right. for the the best Liberty fan on Twitter. And uh, and he, I mean, he was rocking it, man, rocking it. So, congrats on uh, on making it to the round of sixteen for sure. Um, it sucks that it ended there, but hey, you know, just keep building that thing, and and we will get you there next go round. Um, yeah. Let's see. Matt Miller said Bill O'Brien to UT. Uh, don't think so. Don't think so. I I, I don't know what Tennessee is going to do at this point. I I, I mean, we we got to see. Bill O'Brien would be is. an unbelievable hire, by the way. Oh, absolutely. I'm talking, that guy has walked into a far worse situation than this could ever be. And he owned the shit out of it. And he knocked it out of the park. We make fun of Billy O for being the GM bumble that he was, but holy shit. You know, that list of head coaches is bigger than four. I got, I now have six names, but one of those six men will be sitting in that chair um, by the end of February. So Steven wants, uh, wants to know later what we think of Josh McDaniels as the Eagles coach. We're not going to talk about it today, uh, but you Don't know, do it, Josh. We, we've talked about this multiple times. That, it's that's the, a bad. It's the, it's the worst job out there. That not yeah. that's not Houston. It's, right it's now. a it's a bad gig. It's a bad it's gig. A bad gig. You can't fix wins. I promise. Don't do it. So, um, so with that said, the the question that I have for today, obviously, we talked a little longer about Pruitt than I anticipated, uh, but it's it's the biggest news of the day. So obviously, we were going to get into it. Um, Big Cat Bryant, the defensive end or sorry, defensive tackle for Auburn. Yeah. Um, who really could go to the NFL now if he wanted to. I was just about to say, I'm kind of shocked that he's not jumping ship. I'm, I am as well. I, I thought he could have gone after last year, really. 
Um, and he, he wouldn't have been a first-round pick or anything. No, you know? last year he would have been. I do think he might be this year. We don't have a lot of edge rushers, and that is a well, he, premier he's not an edge spot. He, he's not an edge rusher. He's he's a defensive tackle. Like he's, well, okay, I he's guess right you're right. Um, he probably wouldn't go first either this year. But I don't know that tackle – you better be damn elite now to go first. You're going to go yeah. in the top five, or you're not going to go make it in the first. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, he could be a a first or second-day pick. Make his oh, money, easily make second. a roster. No, no doubt. I think he'd be second day pick. But instead, he announced that he was going to transfer over to uh, Tennessee because of Shelton Felton, who is the guy that uh, that was fired today, uh, or at least one of them. And there were nine staffers, by the way, that, that ended up fired from Tennessee. Um, yep. Let's see. Brown Yeti said, Gus has beaten Bama more than once. It's the hire if you're not a blind Tennessee idiot. Uh, yeah, but he also lost four games a year every year since 2013. So, like... At what would you Gus is Gus is on that list. Gus is Gus a great is a, hire. Like I think it'd be Gus great. Is, Gus is. I mean, he's one of the six people I would call. Yes, most certainly. Uh, he's and, not and it one of the on, top three of the six, though. Right. He. He. It depends on who turns the job down. Um, yeah. You know. So we'll see. But uh, Big Cat Bryant is one of those that announced that he was transferring as a grad transfer over to Tennessee. Uh, you also have Hendon Hooker, the starting quarterback from Virginia Tech, that announced that he was going to go to Tennessee. I want to know what the timetable is. What like have they already signed financial aid papers with the school? Have they like what what ties them to the school, or can they just reopen their recruitment, or or do they want to? Are they going to Tennessee? Like I'm curious about guys like this, right? I don't know the answer to that, man. I really don't. I don't either. I really, really don't. I found I, it I'm strange. A, you know how I feel though. I don't think that kids should be married to places if the coaches aren't married to them. So. You know, I know that they're transferring, and and so now they're kind of stuck in this weird limbo. They can't go back. We know that. That's well, it, that here's, would... it, it, Answer me this question then, and maybe you can give me a, a little insight on this. Why on earth would you announce that you are transferring to a place that is openly investigating their coach and trying to fire him? I don't know the answer. I can't speak to any of that, man. Now, I don't know. The only thing I can think of, Gary, is is the amount of money that goes around these colleges. Yeah, you know me. I know all these places are dirty. They're all spending tons of money. Yeah. It's just weird. I I just don't understand why. Why why do all these kids stop not go to the NFL that are not, you know, first or second day guys, but talking about top three draft picks if they go, oh, I think I'm going to come back and try another year at college. Mm, Really? Now, really? Hendon Hooker, I can I can totally understand that, right? Like, it, yeah. you're not things aren't going well at Virginia Tech now. Yeah. Um, you want to give it a shot at a big boy. Well, school I do think that yeah, if has I was a quarterback, I don't care who the coach is. You could play major SEC ball if you believe in your talents and you believe in your abilities and you think you can go somewhere to have a real shot at at fighting for that job. I, I I'm not worried about who my coach is as much. Uh, I mean, it's obviously very important. Well, yes, and most certainly. I would. I promise you, the guy that I would bring in is a very quarterback friendly coach. So, don't <laughs> big, worry. Big Cat Bryant made a, it did make sense because Shelton Felton is uh, is the guy that was his high school coach. So yeah. that one makes sense. He's However, not there now he's he's not there so as now of big today. Kind of stuck. It's weird. Which I mean, the worst case scenario. Look. I do him and I harp about these kids being stuck at these places after their coach is gone. At the end of the day, how we're using the word stuck pretty loosely. Like you're on a pretty awesome campus in a pretty great school. Like 
the beautiful part of the country. I mean, yep. there are worse places to be stuck in. That, I know you're 100% right. I mean, it's, it's not like they're being mistreated at these places. Um, it's just yeah, you may not want to be there because the guy that you thought you were coming to play for is no longer there. And now I have no idea what, what's going to end up happening. So uh, interesting stuff, of course, out of Tennessee. Um, let's go ahead and dive into our, hey, you know what, let's talk about Habib right quick. Let's go ahead and talk about the UFC stuff before we do our NFC, uh, or sorry, NFL uh, divisional recap. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Habib is, um, you know, they, they, they really fired this thing up over the weekend, right? Because they, they had their first ever UFC on ABC and it was Max Holloway and, uh, 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 Qatar, um, like just, it was a, it was a fun fight, right? Fun card. Everything's good on Fight Island, whatever. Uh, but they, they had Habib in and he and Dana had a, a discussion, and the discussion ended up with the announcement that Habib might come back, which was really strange to hear. Did you did you hear what he actually said? No, I didn't hear anything that he said. I heard when he retired what he said. Yes, yeah, so he, he retired because his mother no longer wanted him to be a professional fighter and all yeah. that, and everybody was discussing the idea of, well, let's do one last one and have Habib against GSP, right, George St. Pierre. Uh, one of the all-time greats in in UFC, and that seems okay. It's just you know GSP is a little long in the tooth, and would it really be a fight at this point? I mean, who knows? So uh, let's see. Trills jumps in. That was a clinic put on by Holloway. It really was. Uh, he he was outstanding, outstanding. But that's not the interesting thing out of the weekend. The interesting thing is Habib told Dana White that he would watch UFC 257. That's McGregor against uh, Dustin Poirier, and he would he would think about coming back if he sees something that excites him i have never seen an organization that is so uh so tied to whether or not certain fighters want to come back and fight they hang themselves up on these guys and and whether or not they eh, feel like it or not and the announcement was that he's thinking about coming back. It wasn't that he's coming back. It was that, like, that's 
the position that the UFC has put themselves in, right? And I understand that Habib is a global icon. In the United States, he's not a massive, massive draw. Overseas, he is the biggest name in the sport. Uh, it, it's the same way that GSP was when he left. It's, you know, it, it's Conor McGregor as well. Uh, but McGregor is is still the biggest draw as far as U.S. televisions, as far as uh, Ireland, the U.K., etc. Habib is right there with him globally, right? Why on earth would an organization allow one man to to tie them up like this? Because now you have no plan for after 257. You have no idea what the hell is going to happen. There is no succession. There is no, like, Habib is not giving up his belt now because he might decide to fight again. This stuff drives me nuts. Yeah, so here's the issue is, is you're now letting letting the horse drive the cart, okay? Dana's a smart guy. Dana's made a lot of money. Dana has built this sport from nothing. There's There comes a point where you, you, you forget what got you here, and you're now trying to do other things. Um, and I think trying to do those other things, which is only build these star-filled fights, is, is killing your brand instead of building stars. Okay? When he says, I might not give up my belt, you have to come to a point where you don't give him that option. Yes. That, like, like y- you can fight for the belt, or these two individuals are going to fight, and the winner of that match is going to take your belt. Now, you want to fight one of them after that? That's fine. But you no longer have a say in this. Yeah, when, when you, you no retire. Have, you have retired. You no longer have a voice in this. You don't get to tell me what's going to happen. It's my business. It's my company. Yes. I have to drive this ship, and I can't wait for you to figure your feelings out. I, I have to do what's right for the entire company. He's got several hundred, probably maybe a thousand employees that work for him yes. that he is responsible for. He can't wait on one. It, it drives me insane because they're, they're not stripping the belt. This man retired. He, yeah. he put his gloves down. He did all that. Now, he has not filled out the paperwork and whatnot. Doesn't matter. But if you were going to make a spectacle of retirement, if you're going to have all these goodbyes and everybody's going to cry, and then we're we're all discussing, uh, was he the greatest? Was he not? You know, whatever else. Either retired. This is this is Brett Favre all over again. It's it's you, retire you or don't. You have to at some point and move on. You oh, have to ridiculous. at some point and say, we're. It's not Brett Favre because he's not holding the team hostage or whatever. Like the. That's a totally different situation. I think it's a bad analogy. At some point in time, we're going to move on with the sport. And my job is to build stars, is to make stars, is to develop stars. Okay. Yes. And 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 I would, if I was Dana White, I would move forward doing that. I would pick your two best contenders. I would have them fight. I would have that fight scheduled as quickly as possible. And the winner of that gets his belt. Yeah. And at any point in time in history, if you ever want to come back, your very first fight, if you want, can be for the title. Now, if you want a warm-up fight and then six months later to fight for the title, that's fine. You are a star, and you get to make that decision. But right now, you're not a part of this team. We're moving forward. I mean, and it was just October the last time that he fought. I mean, it, yeah. it, it has not been that long. Uh, no, but but you can't hold the you can't hold the company hostage. That's not shame on Habib, by the way. That's shame on Dana. Yes, 100%. You can't allow him to. All this time, 
that that we've had all the issues with McGregor. You yes, those guys are mega stars, and when they are ready to do something, you kind of say, okay, you get preferential treatment over everybody else. What do you want to do? But you can't stop the business of developing the next Habib and McGregor. Yeah. That's a, that's why you're as Habib, bad as you are right now. Yes, you're you're in a bad way because you stopped the development process. It and there are still a lot never, of great fighters. Ever ever stop developing? Uh, Steven, ever. Steven jumps in. Starfield fights is what boxing used to do. Uh, it, let's see, it dragged into uh, Mike Tyson being mauled by Lennox Lewis. Uh, yeah, no, it's a hundred. But that's that's what boxing is. Like it's it, there is no but organization. No, that's what it became, and that's what USC is becoming. Only people care about the stars. And and instead of developing more stars behind the guys they have, they're just trying to prop their star up bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And at some point in time, that star burns out. Yes. Uh, now you're done. And now you're screwed. And now you're going to have three years of tank ratings until you can find that next star. This is why you never stop developing talent. Uh, Matt Miller jumps in, NFL never stopped or lost viewership because of one player. I think a better analogy was if LeBron pulled a Brett Favre because the NBA is controlled by the stars. Uh, yes. That's 100% true. Yes, that's that a would, much better that analogy. That would really hurt the league. It would hurt, you know, teams. But he's still just one guy. I don't think the NBA would hold up for him. I don't think the NBA would no. wait for him. No, no, no. I think they would. it would devastate ratings in a lot of places. But there are enough stars without him. Giannis... And 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 Steph Durant Curry. and Westbrook and Harden yeah. and uh, um, um, oh God Luca and 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 all these other guys AD the um, you know Zion Kawhi, there are there are yeah. tons and tons of stuff not to include the young stars the up and comers the Jaws and the Zions and and the the next grade of stars so while it would really hurt revenue and it would really hurt the sport. You wouldn't hold the sport hostage the way he has. No, they just they keep wouldn't on say we're not playing for the title in 2021 because the reigning champ hasn't figured out if he wants to play yet or not. Yeah, no, 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 no. we're playing. Like we're, we're gonna, gonna have forward. a champion. Uh, Trills uh, take it back to the UFC in the 90s. Have a single belt tournament for the or single uh, night tournament for the belt. Uh, that's <laughs> old school style, man. Old school. That's uh, I, I remember those. I remember those. The initial ones. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Shuri, Shiree, whichever one. I just can't see Habib wanting to fight McGregor again. Maybe he comes back if Dustin wins. Well, um, so here's the thing. He just beat Dustin more recently than he beat McGregor. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that Dustin was his last fight before Gaethje. So, yep. like, why would he come back for that one? Like, I, I, who knows? Like, McGregor is still talking all that yak right now, at, which makes no sense I think no he wants to, to beat McGregor because... Everyone who's not McGregor hates McGregor. It's like, true. They they want to beat him, so. and and Dana wants that fight to happen because it is a guaranteed moneymaker. But guaranteed. The, what Dana's got to see is is if I ever can make that tight uh, that that fight happen, we'll make a metric shit ton of money that day. Yeah, but he's got to think of the other eleven months out of the year where he's got to put a fight together that people give a shit about. Yes. Yes. That's the problem Dana has is he's working to that big mega fight, that big mega deal, and he's tanking, he's dying all of the rest of these fights no one gives a shit about. And he's got to move all of his focus back to developing. And if those big stars want to do something, and that's what I would tell him, by the way, 
Shit or get off the pot. You are the star. You can tell me what to do. You can make more money than me. You have more power and influence over the sport than I do. However, so, you still have a contract with me. So Well, that's fine. Yeah. So you tell me when you're ready to fight and who you'd like to fight, and I'll try to make that happen. Until you do that, I'm going forward with building my business. Yes. And that's what Dana has not done. It doesn't look like he has put any effort at all into the development of the new fighters. Yeah, and he, he's now, not holding. Now, maybe he has, and we just don't have that star uh, uh, rise up, and that's fine. But from an outsider looking in, it doesn't appear that Dana has put much of any um, time into the development. And if he's passed that off because the business is too big and that's now no longer his job and he's hired other people to do it, he needs to check in with those people because they're not doing a good enough job. We sh- Regular fans that that have rented at least that actually pay for not bootleg pay for me at least 50% of your pay-per-views a year you i i got to know more names of fighters than i know yeah otherwise that's you're not you buying to teach the, them to the pay-per-views me. that's on you to teach that to me that's on you to put these people in front of me and get me excited about them that's yeah. your job to do that the guys that become big enough you are not uh you're not making them fight and yeah and it's not that you can necessarily make them fight. It is that uh, you gotta somebody. Some of these names that you develop, you have to get them to fight. You have to yes. so sweeten the pot a little bit, make it where they want to come out here and and showcase. Because once That's they right. win a title, all of them seem to just kind of sit on them, and That's it's right. frustrating. Like it, oh, it's so irritating. All right, let's uh, let's move off of that. Let's go ahead and dive into the NFL stuff. Uh, this is our NFL divisional recap. Uh, divisional playoffs recap, and we had four games this weekend. Saturday we had two, Sunday we had two, and they were some fun, fun matchups. Let's go ahead and talk about the first one. Saturday afternoon, we had the Green Bay Packers 32-18 to over the Rams. Uh, this was maybe not totally surprising. Uh, Aaron Donald did not look very good at all. He looked frustrated. He looked flustered. The Packers offensive line was able to do some things against him that not a lot of people have. And it, part, it partly might be because of uh, the injuries that he was dealing with and whatnot. Aaron Rodgers, 23 out of 36, 296 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Jared Goff was not awful at all. Uh, 21 out of 27, 174 yards, one touchdown. Cam Akers was uh, the guy that they leaned on quite a bit. 18 carries, 90 yards, one touchdown. Um, but nobody else got a carry other than Goff. He had one. Uh, the Rams, I mean, they, they only had, what, like two uh, two drives in that first half. Uh, outside of, I mean, it, it was it was pretty crazy. I'm trying to look up the uh, the actual drive chart. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, so okay, so they had two drives where they punted. They they went three and out. They had a field goal drive and a touchdown drive in that first half, and they were down 19 to 10. Um, in the second half, it was basically all Green Bay. Like this was. Well, this is what we talked about. If the Rams ever get down by 10, it's over. Yes. They don't have the firepower to come back on somebody. They can play someone close, but they don't have the firepower to come back on somebody like that. Now they you, just don't. You are correct about that. Um, Green Bay's defense, I think, showed up really, really well in this spot. They were able to run the football, which uh, kind of surprised me a little bit. Now, a lot of this was, you know, Aaron Jones had 14 carries for 99 yards. One of them was a 60-yarder. So, the other side of this, that he had 13 carries for 39 yards, but he was able to break that long one. Uh, Jamal Williams 
12 carries, 65 yards. Like, they averaged 5.2 yards per carry between A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones. They ran 36 times. They threw 36 times. They were as balanced as you could possibly be, and they kind of dominated this football game. Uh, the Packers looked really, really good. Like, are, were we dumb to, to doubt them at all? Oh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think the Packers are really good. I don't know how much we doubted them. I picked them to cover this game. Yeah, yeah, same here. So, and we we both took the under, which I could uh, have seen. I could have seen a world in which the Packers struggled in this game, and the Rams have this perfect, you know, game plan, and that happened. I could have seen that happening, you know, but I didn't. I didn't think it would happen. Why, like Jared Goff played pretty well. Why were we even having this conversation of of the other guys starting? Why? Because like, Sean McVay has made it clear that he thinks the other guy's just as good, if not better, than 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 golf. I don't get it. Like John Walford, it showed. I mean, at least from what I saw, nothing. I don't know, man. To show that I he's better know. than golf. I mean, I don't think golf is great. Okay, but but a guy that 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 comes off the practice squad, I definitely do not think is better than him. I I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree. All right, let's move into the Saturday night game. And that would be the Bills 17 and the Ravens 3. And is it safe to say that this game came down to uh, a pick six in the end zone from Lamar Jackson? Yeah, that's when the game ended. Yeah, because I mean, that, that's, game... that's a 10 3 game that was either 10 10 or then it jumps to 17 to 3 and the game's over. That's right. That's it. So. That's it. That's when the game changed. And that was Lamar's first red zone turnover uh, pick. That stat was insane. 49 touchdowns, zero interceptions in the red zone in three years. People like to shit on Lamar, but man, he's not, he's not nearly as bad as people make him out to be. Agreed. He is a very good, is he the best quarterback in the world? No, he's got the skills that, that if he can, if he can stay healthy and catch lightning in a bottle, he could be the MVP, which he was last year. But you know, it, it's just one of those things where I don't know where these expectations came from. The guys, this is his third year in the league. And everyone was like, oh, Kenny, last week, can he get the monkey off his back and win a, finally win a playoff game? Finally, his vaulted third year in the league. Like, what are we talking about? Um, total plays, the Ravens had 73 total plays to 55 for the Bills. Uh, the Ravens were able to run the football uh Pretty effectively, I, I think we could say. I mean, they ran 32 times for 150 yards. It was 4.7 yeah. per carry. Uh, Lamar had nine carries. Tyler Huntley had three carries. J.K. Dobbins, 10 for 42. Gus Edwards, 10 for 42. Uh, it was, you know, it, it wasn't that the Ravens were awful. Uh, Josh Allen, 23 out of 37, 206 yards and one touchdown. The, the Bills threw the ball 37 times. They only ran it 16 times. It, it's like they decided, you know what? We know that we're not going to have a lot of success running the football against this Ravens defense. So, we're just going to throw it. Like, I thought Man. it was a brilliant game plan by, by Brian Dable. They look good. They yeah. look good. They look like the most complete. I mean, coming away from the weekend, I really thought, I think them and the, and the Packers are the two best football teams. It, it, that's what it looked like. 100%. I mean, I, this, this Buffalo team is incredibly well coached. And they understand, like, their playmaker is Stephon Diggs. That's and, right. And they are going to get him the ball. He had eight receptions for 106 yards. Um, and they can get him the ball on 
screen passes where you throw that little weird bubble screen behind yep. the line of scrimmage. You got four other receivers, everybody on one side of the line, and they're all blocking for him. He can catch slants across the middle. He can catch it on the sidelines. That dude can catch a deep ball. I mean, there is not a route in the tree that he can't run to perfection. And if you get it within three to four feet of him, he's going to get it. So, Cole Beasley did not have a catch, but he was a nice distraction. John Brown is a very good number two. Eight receptions, Ooh, John Brown yards. had a game, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, 62 yards receiving and, uh, and eight receptions, man. Uh, so, when, when Diggs was not there, uh, they were able to find Brown pretty easily. Dawson Knox had two. Devin Singletary had three. Isaiah McKenzie had two catches. I mean, they, they spread the ball around pretty well. Um, yep. You know, Baltimore did pretty good, uh, I would say. I mean, Marquise Brown, four receptions for 87 yards, but... Uh, but it just kind of showed that this this Ravens team was was not up to the same level as Buffalo right now. Even though it it was a closer game than than seventeen to three would tell you, um, but it, it was it, it was fun to watch these defenses play. I, I will say, yeah, that. it was a great game. Anybody who just loves scoring and doesn't understand football, I thought this was one like going into halftime. This was a super low scoring game, yeah. and and I thought, man, this is a like a really fun game. I would have never, had I not looked at the score, I would have never guessed the score was as low as it was because it didn't look like your normal drag-it-out game. Yeah, it, really, it didn't feel like it when you were watching the game. No, no, yeah. that, this was this is an exciting football game against two good teams. It's And, and when it's a low-scoring game like that, when the defenses are playing that way, like it feels like every single play could be the game winner. Well, that's, that's and, it. And that's Man, what makes it more so exciting. So much pressure, so much pressure. Uh, Casey said, I've predicted the playoffs perfect so far, 10 for 10 on the money line. I'm putting a nice chunk of money on the exact outcome. Packers defeat the Bills in the Super Bowl plus 600. I mean, cheers to that. I think it'd be fun. I'd, I'd, I'd enjoy seeing that, you know. Good. I'm I'm good with whoever comes out of this matchup, like I, I, out of these two games. I'm I'm good with it. Uh, Brown it was nice to be a part of the Bills Mafia, but this is where I get out because Native Americans killed the hell out of Bison, and I think history will repeat itself. So he's he's talking about the Chiefs here. Um mm-hmm. Let's I disagree see. there. Casey said if the Ravens would give Lamar a true number one, he would have a nice shot to win it well, all. No, that's, that that's, the, that's where they need to address it this offseason. Yeah. They need to go into this draft, and guess what? There's a lot of good receivers coming out of this draft. Yes. A lot of them. Uh, Casey said Ed Oliver really makes those guys around him better. That is true. Uh, see, I kind of wonder that. I've watched a lot of this game for Ed, and I saw the Ravens run the football kind of right through the guards a lot. They weren't all edge rushes. I mean, they were they were right up the nuts. And I was trying to figure out, has Ed Oliver been good? Has he had a good career? Because it's really hard as a novice to watch this stuff, you know, and really see every snap, every play, because as soon as the ball leaves the line of scrimmage, you no longer can see the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So it's hard to pick up on what these guys are doing. Everybody in the world's enamored with Aaron, Aaron, um, uh, Donald. Donald. Yeah. And, and, and so we kind of see him all the time, but no other like tackle gets talked about like that. Cause they kind of get lost in the mix. I was actively looking for Ed Oliver and I just didn't see him involved in a lot of plays. I'd totally, especially in this game, I think they they knew a they way to get him. They the hell out of the Ravens. That's what they did. Oh yeah, is is they sent they sent linebackers and safeties in like a champ all day long. Now you you are correct about that. Correct about that. Uh, let's move off of this one. Um, oh, by the way, Darren, uh, you can't say Lamar Jackson cost them the game when he did not play in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that he cost them the game. I'm saying that that, no, that one interception. It was that one play that that flipped the game. 
Yeah, so. that one play was the game in such a low scoring ball game. You, that was a fourteen point flip. Yeah, uh, it, it would have been ten to ten instead. And of the winning to score was seventeen points. Yeah. So a fourteen point swing. Yeah, I, I think if, it's if safe Tyler, to say that if that Tyler is Huntley the game. is your quarterback for this entire game, this is a beatdown. Yeah, we're not close. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I do think, think Huntley close. is a great backup, by the way. Oh yeah, no, I, I think he will certainly develop into that. I mean, he was super efficient at Utah. Like yep. I, I think he's he's going to be good. But uh, but I, I mean, your first real, real, real action of the season is in a playoff game. I mean, you know, I, other games didn't matter as much. You know, save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, all right, let's uh, let's dive into Chiefs twenty two. And the Browns at 17. And this went about uh, the way that we talked about it last week. Um, you know, I said Cleveland would uh, Cleveland would cover, but Kansas City would win. And we both took the under on this game. Um, this is what Kansas City does. Now, I guess the biggest question for us to talk about is, what's going on with Patrick Mahomes? It was not a concussion. It was a neck stinger, right? Like, it... Mm. The next stinger doesn't drop you to the floor like like the jelly legs that he got. But True, but he, so the team is saying it was not a concussion, and he did not get hit in the helmet. Like, he didn't get hit I know there. he did. So, like. But at some point in time, his head did hit the ground. Okay, that is a valid point. So, what? like, what do we, what do we Lamar make Lamar didn't get hit in the helmet either. His head hit the ground. Yeah, his head hit the concussion. Yeah, his head hit the ground, but I, I don't think that that was the same uh, as as the Mahomes one because Mahomes was coming at like a different angle. Um, uh, all I'm all I'm telling you is this: I've never seen somebody get a neck stinger and then have jelly legs to where they could not walk. They couldn't take a step, and their eyes were rolling in the back of their head. Never seen that happen. And Jay Glazer tried to point pro, like walk it off as if like, oh, I'm an MMA guy. I know this. He got choked out because he was going down. Uh, I'm. I'm not a doctor. Used to play one when I was little. My medical expertise is going to say, I don't know that it's possible to choke someone out in less than seven seconds. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe medical doctors will tell me, no, no, you can choke someone out pretty fast. But, I mean, Mac Wilson had his arm around his neck, bringing him down for maybe three seconds. Yeah, it was not long. And Mac Wilson is a strong Man, okay, yeah, not somebody I would want to be choking me, but I would like to think that it would take more than three seconds for me to go lights out, eyes rolled in the back of my head, can't get my feet. So, Casey said, uh, they say it's a nerve, but they're not going to say it's a concussion because they want ratings. Well, um, well, if they say it's a concussion, the concussion protocol is going to last more than a week. The official concussion, concussion protocol will take him out for the next game. Uh, Reed said if uh, if protocol did not start, Mahomes would have come back out to play and was cleared, but protocol was started, so it was out of their hands. Yeah, but I'm I'm just that's fine, that's fine. I'm I'm just telling you that that I I've seen a lot of head injuries. I yeah. I, I don't know when he how it happened, but I will say this: it was time, weird. 
that guy could not stand up on his feet. It was it was really weird. Uh, Joseph Gomez jumps in. He got hit with a Stone Cold Stunner and got drugged five feet. Yeah, pr- pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Casey said props to Andy Reid for letting them hang on fourth down. Um, let's see. Oh, McKinnon jumps in. Yes, blood chokes only take about three to four seconds to take effect. Uh, he said shit sucks. Let me tell you, world goes dark real quick and you wake up in La La Land. Um, Maybe see. I'm wrong. Yeah, McKinnon's a Casey Homer anyway. I, I don't hear anything you say. I don't trust you. I think you're lying to me right now. Uh, Joseph said, note, Chris has not watched Carlos Condit uh, choke someone out. Search Chuck Liddell choking out five seconds tops. Uh, Five seconds, though. Five seconds. Mac Wilson did not have his arm around him, and Chuck Liddell is trained at this. While Mac Wilson is a beast, he's not trained at choking people out. That's true. I I mean, he was just trying to make a tackle. He wasn't even trying to choke him out. He was just trying to get his arm around him and rig him to the ground. Yeah, I don't think you can accidentally do that. I think you need to be pretty damn skilled to do that. By the way, this is what happens when you run your quarterback. Like, I, I, oh, oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It, not not to say that that needs to be something. Are we going to Are we going to talk about the hypocrisy of the NFL and how they give so much of all the dams in the world about health and safety, but we're not going to review a clear helmet to helmet? We care uh, yeah. about health and safety, but we don't care about it enough to say. Uh, we missed that call. We should probably do something about that call. Uh, I would assume that you were talking about the... We didn't see it live, the, so it didn't happen. So I don't care that you're unhealthy right now. I, I'm going to assume that you were discussing the fumble uh, out of the end zone. Yep. Uh, that was incredibly uh, missed call. Now, it's a rule. I the mean, rule was called correctly, except for they, they just blatantly chose to not do the head-to-head. That's... That's fine. I, I I have a feeling that when you're playing the Chiefs and you're the Browns, that you're not going to get these calls. This is just the world we live in. I understand that. Um, but but to not be able to review that sucks. And that rule, and it's happened against my team, and it's happened f- in benefit of my team many times. And I am a, a consistent across the board. Gary will tell you. I have if you've listened to this over the last four or five years, I've gone on many soliloquies about the ignorance of that rule, how it just doesn't. I want somebody, I'm not opposed to rules. What I'm opposed to is having rules that make no sense. And I would like somebody to explain the logic to me that if a defender gets the ball and they kneel it, they take possession of it and they kneel it or run out of bounds in the end zone. It's a touchback. When a defender at no point in time has possession of the football, how does it give the exact same uh, a ruling. Yeah. I don't I, understand that. I, I, we've talked about it so many times. I mean, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a bad rule. It's a and, bad rule. And, it's, and nobody wants to, wants to change it. For some like, reason, the NFL still likes it. Don't understand that. But the, the, the not being – Bill Belichick has argued this forever. If we're going to have review and I only get two reviews and if I – and I have to have a timeout available to take my review, my challenge, okay? And, and if I get both of them right and I still have a timeout available and it's not within the two minutes, I can get a third challenge, Okay then everything should be challengeable, even holding calls. Everything should be challengeable if we're going to make it that restrictive as to when I can challenge and when I can't. Yeah. Everything should be challengeable. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Jumping in here, uh, let's see, McKinnon, Mac Wilson also had kinetic energy going into it. You can hit certain nerves in your body and just uh, just straight up pass out. 
Uh, it gets real damn. Wait, shit gets McKinnon, real damn weird. McKinnon, McKinnon, we've established you you you're not to be trusted here. <laughs> he said, "Chris, I am a Casey Homer, but I'm your homie. I wouldn't do you dirty like that." Uh, and, I don't trust you. And the league has said Sorensen will most likely be fine since it wasn't called on the field. Um, oh, that'll make it better. Yeah. That'll make it. You know what? The fact that he'll lose five grand this week that makes me feel a lot better, guys. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. It's okay. Darren said, "Helmet to helmet is only called one in a thousand calls in the NFL. In college, it's called every time. Every uh, time. That's true. That and it's true. reviewable. And they kick the son of a bitch out. I shouldn't even call him a son of a bitch. Sometimes it's not even like. Sometimes it's clear that the player is head hunting. Most of the time, it's just it's just happens. Yes." Carlos said, I agree with Chris. So many times Trubisky has been hitting helmet clearly this year, and he never got one call. I guess that's because the NFL does not respect him like other quarterbacks. And Ryan Johnson jumps in. Chris is real mad about the Browns losing to Chad Henney. Oh, no, I completely agree. If you can't stop Chad Henney, you don't deserve to win the, 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 a divisional game. This I, is, I, I fully understand that. I don't want the refs to take it from him, though. Let yes. Chad Henney take it. That's fine. Look, I'm not a, I've been a loser most of my life. Okay, You think I'm afraid of being a loser? God. Listen like, more, come okay? On, I lose all the time. <laughs> Losing doesn't scare me. Losing doesn't bother me. Having something taken from you, especially to the benefit of the team that doesn't need your help. I was at one point in time fortunate enough to have uh, not Grizzly season tickets, but I was in the know with the right people at the Grizzlies, and they used to suck real bad. So any weeknight, I could get tickets that were like, Four rows from the from the court. Okay, yeah. I just had to drive down there, make a phone call. I got a ticket, walked in. It was me and like nine hundred people. All right, nobody was there. And I my my one argument every time it was a decent team was to the refs is they don't need your help. Yes, they're gonna come in here. They're gonna beat us by thirty. You don't have to give them all the calls too. Yes. I don't understand that logic. I don't understand that reasoning. That other team is far superior to us. You you don't have to give them every call. Yeah. Like just call it straight up and let's see what call happens. Call it straight up is fine. If you want to nudge one one way or the other, you do know that this is about TV ratings and people are watching. So, you know, you'd like a good ball game and not an ass thrashing. And at that time, it was looking like an ass thrashing, right? Yes. Yes, certainly. Certainly. You're right. Uh, Casey jumps in ratings, bro. Uh, but that, no, but, but that's that, not. But, but blowouts don't get ratings. That's what yeah. Casey. You don't understand. Yes, you want the the good team to win. You want the big market team to win, or the the team with the superstar to win. But you don't want blowouts because blowouts don't get ratings. Agreed. Agreed. Here, let's uh, let's wrap up today's show. Let's talk about right. the Bucks and the uh, and the Saints. Thirty to twenty. Tom Brady gets the best of Drew Brees. Uh, the Saints, again, lose early in the playoffs. Uh, it is, I mean, it's, it's. I'm not going to say it's what we expected, but we've come to expect this from the Saints when uh, when you get into the playoffs, and yep. we, we've come to expect this from Tom Brady when he's in the playoffs. So this is a, a fitting ending for Drew Brees, I believe. Uh, you hate to see him go out this way. The, the post game of Brady and Brees hugging each other and, Brady playing with his kids and all that uh, was yeah. Brady coming back wonderful. after the afterwards, and yeah. and hanging. So here's what you got to remember: like twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, that's not happening because Brady's in there celebrating with his team. But right now, Brady's old enough to be the dad of everybody on that roster. 
He's not partying with them. Okay. He's just, he's just not, your dad is not partying with us. He's not partying with them. Okay. So he, while they are all celebrating and going crazy is going to go out and talk to his friend. I thought that was pretty cool, but I also thought, yeah, it sounds like what two 40 year olds would do when the locker room's full of 20 year olds. That, that kind of makes sense too, is I'd rather go talk to the, the guy I just beat. Um, let me tell you what I didn't like about this game. Okay. We all knew this is last Breeze's last game. We we're pretty pretty clear, and it's been like talked about all year that this is his final season, right? Right. I mean, I guess there's a there's a there's a chance he could come back, but it's it's not a big enough chance that you can't address it. I don't think Joe Buck or Troy Aikman did nearly as soon as this game got out of hand. You you spend the last four minutes of this game having a package ready where the whole rest of the game is doing the homage to Drew Brees. I think he's earned that. I, I think so as well. And they were trying to be so cagey about maybe he will, maybe he won't come back that, that, you know, they didn't want to talk about it because they didn't want to talk about a guy retiring when he hasn't retired yet. And I thought, you know, you're missing an opportunity here. Because the guy's playing like shit, and he's getting beat up. And people say, oh, I hate to see him go out like that. How do you think all these guys go out? Yes, they always I mean, go out outside, this way. Outside of John, Elway? Of, uh, of John Elway, none of the rest of them go out on top, man. Yeah. They're going to go out. In a, thank God he did it in a playoff game, and it wasn't a regular season week 17 game that didn't matter and nobody watched. Yeah, instead, you know, 19 out of 34, 134 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. I, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't good. Um, no. You know, Ryan Johnson uh, jumps in. It was the same game as the second time they played, but Breeze got smoked instead of Brady. Yeah, um, it, it's neither one of these quarterbacks can do anything, and it's just whoever wins the turnover battle is going to get it. And four to one wins every time. Yes, yes. Uh, Mark said Breeze needs to retire. He can't throw the ball twenty yards down the field. Only okay. nine playoff Breeze wins. Breeze is definitely career. retiring. Uh, yeah, I think he is too. Uh, Ryan said Jameis Winston should have played in the second half. I mean, that Jameis Winston pass uh, was was pretty awesome. Uh, okay, but, I mean that guy. Nobody was within twenty yards of that guy. Yeah, no, so I, yeah, I you can't you can't throw an interception when there's not a defender around to intercept the ball. That is that is a hundred percent true. Hundred percent true. Uh, in case he said they're supposed to go out like that, like yeah, I, I, I yeah, think I, I, think, I mean, I'm telling you, I am mentally prepared for Tom Brady to go out like that. Yes. That's that's how it's going to end. It's the only way it can end. Because if they go out as winners, they think, oh, well, I'll do this again next year. Because they don't want to stop. No, they never do. They never do. So, they, you only go out as a loser, and it's usually ugly. No, you're right about that. Um, so, Tampa Bay, uh, 35 carries, 127 yards, rushing 3.6 yards per carry, uh, one touchdown on the ground. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, 18 out of 33, 199 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That uh, That's going to win you a lot of ball games when you're not turning the football over. So, yeah. Um, so now we have Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers in the NFC title game. And we have Patrick Mahomes, we think, uh, against Josh Allen in the AFC title game. And I think we got some good matchups, man. Yeah, we have like an 80-year-old matchup against, uh, I think, like 49. It's kind of crazy. It's pretty Pretty, kind of crazy. Pretty different. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, let's get out of here. We've been going for a while, uh, and we've got things to do, my friend. So sure. if uh, if there's nothing else that has broken and I don't see anything, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you to everybody 
that jumped in on the chat today. It is Martin Luther King Day. Everybody's off. Well, the majority of people are off work. We'll say that. Uh, but we're glad that you decided to hang out with us. If you missed the uh, the beginning of the show or whatever, go download the podcast. You can get it at any of your favorite podcast apps. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Go ahead and make sure you are subscribed. Share the show out. Tell your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, and keep jumping in the comments even after the show's over. If you got something that uh, that you didn't get in on the live show, Jump into those YouTube comments. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, Casey wants to remind us Islanders and Canucks money line tonight. Uh, yeah, you gonna be watching hockey tonight, Chris? Uh, I well, not tonight. Me and you are working tonight. Yeah, we got some um, things to do. No, I've, I have watched quite a bit of hockey throughout last week, though. There you go. There you go. The Bruins looking good. Bruins not looking good. not too shabby. Not too and shabby. The Flyers are sucking, and that makes me happy. <laughs> All right, you guys know what to do. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Subscribe where you need to be subscribed. And do us a favor, share the show out. We would certainly appreciate that. You guys have been fantastic. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully, we can keep on cashing tickets. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.